Another episode, Toe on the Line, episode 18, I believe this one is. Uh, I've decided to record this. So, hello, people watching on YouTube, if there's anyone. Um, We'll see how this goes. I am probably going to split this one into two parts today, mainly because it was supposed to be one where I'm talking about my road to veganism, but I I didn't take any notes or prepare anything. Uh, I'm just kind of shooting from the hip today. So, I don't know. Uh, don't know where it's going to go, don't know what's going to happen, but we're in now, we've started, there's no going back, um, yeah, far out, it's been, hasn't been a full week since I last recorded, obviously, but, you know, wanted to get another one out in, uh, in the nick of time, the, um, yeah, far out, so the power's been out for like, what was it, it went out Friday night, and they just got back on, no, Friday morning, so what's that, a full, that's, so 24 hours, Friday morning to Saturday morning, 24 hours. Sunday morning is, what's that? Another 24 fucking hour. Damn, son. Almost three days. Um, I was cleaning the fridge out with all the shit because, okay, let's just rewind this shit back. Firstly, I don't think we realize how much we rely on power. Like, we are so reliant on it. And then when it's taken away, we're like, oh, shit, I'll just, you know, I'll just do this. And then you're like, oh, no, I can't do that because that requires power. Oh, I'll do this. No, that requires power too. You're like, fucking hell, everything requires power. How good's this Dragon Ball sticker? I don't know whether I'm going to stick it on my laptop or my car. Um, Sidetracked. I'm also going to be playing with this bad boy, a COVID um, thing. It's my stress stress ball. Uh, sorry, distractions. Um don't know what I was talking about. Don't know what I was talking about. That's right. So we rely on some, we rely on power for so many different things. We don't realize how many to- how much we need it, but you know, until it's gone, then we're like, fuck, I need it for that, this, everything. Anyway, my bone, biggest bone to pick with the power going out has nothing to do with like my phone. I don't really care. The only reason I wanted charge in my phone was because uh, I don't like to go riding without a phone. Because, you know, just in case something happens, just in case I fucking wipe out or crash, like, it would be nice to be able to call someone and be like, hey, this is what happened. Or, you know, just alert someone. And my bike computer has automatic alerts, but it requires my... I'm trying to look at the camera too. Maybe I should move the camera. No, it's too risky. What if I just move my laptop? I don't want the camera to be fucked up. Um, Don't want it to be in the way. There we go. That's better. Yeah. It, re- it relies on uh, mobile service from your mobile to actually send the alert, I think. So I like it for that. Um, so that was the only really reason I wanted my phone. But the, the the biggest concern I had or the biggest issue I had with the power going out was the fucking food in the fridge, man. I hate wasting shit. And then it's just like all of a sudden everything is wasted. Everything in the fridge, gone. Especially when it's like more than a day. Um, even the freezer, everything, done. Wasted gone in the bin so frustrating so i was actually earlier i was putting stuff in the bin and you know having that conversation with myself like fuck this why do i have to put everything in the bin this is bullshit blah 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 and the fridge started beeping because it does that when the doors open for too long and i was like would you just shut the fuck up and then it kind of dawned on me i was like oh the power's back on great uh so then i zoomed down to the shops grabbed some food 
cooked up some burgers and chomped them down. I don't like eating out heaps too because it costs a lot of money when you can get like, you know, you buy a burger from a burger place and it costs you like, you know, 15-ish dollars on average. Whereas you can make like four burgers for $15 at home. Would you, I would much rather make four and eat four burgers than, you know, spend 17 bucks on one. You get way more bang for your buck when you cook for, cook for yourself at home than when you buy buy stuff out. Um, yeah, so that was that was my evening. I'm just going to adjust the gain on this bad boy. There we go. I wonder if that sounds any different if I go either side of the microphone. It kind of does. It sounds... I can hear it in my headphones. Um, anyway, moving on. Yeah, so this week's actually been a really good week, me training-wise. Um, mentally, yeah, interesting. Oh, I could talk about my psychology appointment. Wonderful. Um, my head's racing at a thousand miles. No, a thousand kilometers an hour at the moment. I am just going to, you know, run through some housekeeping stuff. So I will split this into two parts and I will put in a part to, mm, I don't know, I might do 15, 20 minutes now and then I'll do some... I'll jump on tomorrow and talk about the vegan or road to veganism um, later on. But for now, we're just doing general chit-chat. So, buckle up and enjoy. Um, so, I'm going to go from the start of the week to the end. So, I recorded Monday, so we'll start Tuesday. Tuesday, I had my psychology appointment, and that was very interesting. She um, She's a very spiritual psychologist, which, like, I don't know, it sounds wacky, but at the same time, when you're sitting there and you're like, oh, shit you're right it's like it's hard to ignore um but it was super cool like she went through a lot of things and a lot of stuff that you know a lot of not issues i don't want to say issues but a lot of things i got is like stems from stems from childhood trauma childhood circumstance i don't know but that's where a lot of stuff stems from uh what did she say that was super cool yeah, there was there was some things that happened when I was you know younger that kind of resulted in me having to grow up earlier. And she's like, "That's probably why," because I don't really want to have kids. And she's like, "That's probably why you don't want to have kids because you were forced to grow up and you were forced to be an adult or a parent when you were you know young." I think I was like fourteen, fifteen, or something when shit went down, and I like was forced to step up and you know look after my brothers and stuff. Um, so I think yeah, she said that's probably why you don't have kids because you were forced to be a parent when you were young. So you've really done that. And I was like, shit, you're right. Just stuff like that where she like, you know, opens your eyes to things and points in the right direction. So that's after, you know, one session. Um, so keen to do a few sessions with her and see where that takes me. I'll keep you guys posted on the, uh, you know, the things that I can keep you posted on. Um, but yeah, fucking know that was Tuesday. I swam last week too. For the first time in a very long time. I think I did. I don't, I don't know if I mentioned that on Monday's podcast, but I swam Mon- no because I recorded that during the day and swam in the afternoon. Um, yeah, it was good. It hurt, you know, blow the cobwebs out. I've decided I'm going to keep track of how many days it takes me to get back to full swim strength um, because I, yeah, this has happened a few times with lockdowns and I wanted, I just want to know how long it takes me to get back to like peak swim fitness. Because before lockdown or, you know, around like my Ironman, even when I got back from my Ironman, I was swimming really strong. Um, and then, you yeah, know, really strong. Like when I got back, I think I'd, my fitness, you know, just went through the roof because it adapted to the the big, the race. Um, and yeah, I was fucking flying. And then, you know, 
as you know, chance hap- has it, happen, happens has it, I don't even know what I'm talking about, um, lockdown happened again, and then, you know, f- swim fitness you lose in like a fucking week, so when you haven't swum for six weeks, or what was it, like, it's like a couple of months actually, when you haven't swum for ages, you just lose all of it, and you've got to start from scratch, so that's what I'm doing, and I would like to know how many weeks it takes me to get back to, or how many swim sessions it takes me to get back to full swim fitness, just because I feel like that's a valuable bit of information to have, you know, if I'd ever decide to, you know, not train all the time and I'm like, all right, I really want to do a race. How long is it going to take me to ramp my swimming up? Oh, you know, 12 weeks. Great. Start 12 weeks out, build into it. So I'm going to keep track of that on Strava. Um, Also, if you're not following on Strava and you have Strava, jump on. It's just my name. Um, If you can't find me, just message me and I'll follow you. But fucking love the old Strava. Yeah, so I'll be doing that on Strava. What else? What else happened this week that was relatively interesting? Nothing much in my personal domain. Uh, just training. Training was good this week. Felt well. Back is doing well. I looked after it. I was responsible with my training. I decided to do a deload in my strength stuff. I stuck to that. I didn't deviate. I actually deloaded. Um which was beneficial big time. I am feeling much better this week. I actually managed to do my rides this weekend and run off the bike and, you know, didn't pussy out, which I have done the last couple of weeks because of my back. Um, because of my back and because I couldn't be bothered mentally. But, you know, I managed to get through it, which is good. Yeah, so fast forward to Thursday night it was. I think Thursday night was a crazy storm, wind, fucking it was hectic as, man. Holy shit. Um couldn't believe it, didn't sleep, because I was like, what the fuck's going on, then, like, woke up to crazy wind the next morning, and I was, I had to swim, and then, obviously, you could only swim in outdoor pools, and I was like, far out, rang the pool up, you guys still open, and they were like, yeah, no, it's, it's fine, you can come down, the only time we're really shut is if there's lightning, and I was like, sweet, so, sketchily drove down to the pool uh while the wind was blowing a gale i was worried about a tree falling on my fucking car which would have been a spew considering i've just got it um so did that drove down swam and it was so peaceful under the water but every time you'd pop your head up fucking branches would be flying across the water it's like big there were big branches of leaves and stuff hitting the water and i was swimming into them and they were like wrapping themselves around me it was like swimming through fucking seaweed um but yeah good swim second swim was better than the first which was nice it takes like 500 meters to get into it like your lats lats triceps fucking biceps everything just blows up straight away um and then you slowly get used to it and then it's like all right cool i'm in now um so that was good got home and then we realized we have a windmill at home like an old rustic windmill and it had blown down the storms earlier in the year like around july june july when all the trees got blown down in the like dandenong ranges there was a storm a winds blew our windmill down and we're like far out so my brother like half lifted it back up but couldn't get it all the way up and just tied it strapped it to like some uh posts then the winds on friday morning thursday night blew it back upright so it's standing properly now which is hilarious. <laughs> um, who would have thought that would have fucking happened? But yeah, so the wind was actually, you know, positive in a way, I guess. I, yeah, couldn't sleep that night because it was really loud. Um, what was next? 
then we roll into Saturday and obviously we had no power all of Friday and I was like, you know what, fair enough. It was meant to come on Saturday night. So, you know, I was like, this will be fun, you know, no power, you know, it'll be light some candles, fucking play some board games, watch a movie on the iPad and go to bed. It'll be great. And then wake up in the morning, we'll have heaps of power and, you know, we'll throw a party and whatever. Um, I was lying there asleep and then like I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, I looked at my TV because usually my TV has a red light to show that it's on. And I was like, it's not on. I was like, it's definitely past 12 o'clock because, you know, we watched a movie. I'll jump into that later. We've been re-watching a movie series or watching a movie series for the first time. Um, Caitlin and I, we should do a podcast about it. Uh, it. Yeah. So I looked up and I was like, it's definitely past 12 o'clock. I was like, shit, the power's not back on. Then I fell back asleep and I woke up again and I looked up and it was still not on. And I was like, fuck, it's definitely past 12 o'clock now because it was meant to come on come on at 12 o'clock midnight um and i was like this is not not good uh then i my alarm went off on my watch and i grabbed my phone to check what time it was and my phone was flat and i was like shit oh boy and i had what i do on i on saturday i rode had three and i had a three and a half hour ride and i was meeting noah to ride with him we're gonna hit some hills so i was like fuck i need my phone because one i don't like i don't like riding without a phone it's not not safe. I like to like Caitlin. You know, stresses out a bit about me on the roads because, fair enough, cycling's not the safest sport, especially with the fucking psycho drivers out there. Um, not the safest sport. So I like to have a phone so that if anything happens, I could call, or if you know she's she's worrying, I can just check in with her. So um, I. Turn my car on, charge my phone. I managed to get it up to 15% before I left. Uh, jumped on my bike. It was fucking freezing, man. Holy shit. It was like bone chilling. The first, I was meeting Noah at 7 o'clock and I had started at like 10 past 6. So I, I nutted out 15, 50 minutes before I met up with him. It was fucking so cold. I don't know, like at 7 o'clock or 6 o'clock in the morning, it was like 5 degrees on the bike. It is not fun, man. I had one two three three and a half layers on if you will and it was going through me like nothing and i was like this is fucked um i wear surgical gloves under my gloves and it was still cold on my fingers but you know met up with noah it was good we hit a fucking solid ride we it was actually a really fucking good loop we, I don't know if, if, if you're not familiar with the area, then I apologize. The next 30 seconds will be boring, but we started at Zenden in Eltham, cruised down, hit Mount Pleasant Road in reverse, then went right and went up towards Warrandyte, researched Warrandyte Road, got to the Warrandyte Bridge, and then turned left to go back towards Kangaroo Ground. Then we cut down Cruise Road. Because it's got like a 22, 21% incline. It's 21%. 21% incline hill. Um, we hit that. Then we went left on Pigeon Bank. I think it's Pigeon Bank Road. And then followed that all the way back around to Kangaroo Ground. Pigeon Bank, then Menzies Road. Um, onto, I think it's Kangaroo Ground, Yarra Glen Road at the back. And then jumped on Clinton's Road. Then went down to St. Andrew's Market. Grabbed a... Noah hooked me up with a chai. Because I... Because the power was out, they weren't taking card. And I was like, shit, I don't have cash. So Noah graciously gave me a $7 to pay for a chai. Um, 
a soy chai and it was fucking delicious man they cook them in these or they make it in this these giant uh pots and have it on the gas heaters they must just prep it up you know the, the day of or whatever with soy milk and it's fucking delicious so that was really cool at st andrew's market then we you know hooked back around did a bit of a loop went up church road to panton hill um and noah dropped me off and he kept on on his way because he had three hours as well so we had to make up a bit of extra time but it was a fucking good ride we hit was it 1600 meters of elevation uh in three hours not bad happy happy days with that um usually a good gauge for me is i don't know thousand meter 500 every hour 500 meters of elevation every hour is like good that's that's respectable in my book um but if you're you know riding in the city then you're probably going to get 300 meters over four hours or something which is insane but you know out this way 500 meters every hour respectable um so came back from that um got home power still wasn't on i was like this is awesome had a shower in the dark was awesome (laughs) couldn't make myself any snacks was really annoyed because i realized my food was going to go off i lost a whole tub of coconut ice cream coconut yogurt the cocobella coconut yogurt whole tub gone i was like fucking i just bought it and had like three scoops out of it to make a smoothie and now it's gone so sad but yeah, I was sad about that. Then uh, Caitlin, we went to went, went to Zenden, got a coffee. It was good. Went to Doncaster because, you know, I couldn't be we couldn't be at home. There was no power. Well, there was no point being at home. Went to Doncaster, ran around with a bunch of people, and I had a judgment. Um, probably probably be rooted because I was like, oh, I wish I was one of those kids when I was younger. Like I always wanted to be one of the cool kids hanging out at the shops when I was younger, but I wasn't. I just wasn't that kid um had other shit on so i was looking at all the kids there and i was like fuck it hell man there's a bunch of losers that just hang out at the shops probably harsh but you know is what it is got a mad max vegan burrito it was fucking fabulous um i think i'm just boring you guys with details at the moment anyway what movies are caitlin and i watching at the moment we are watching the alien and the predator so we've already like last weekend we fucking we actually we've watched so many so much shit lately so we went through caitlin hadn't seen all the fast and furious movies beyond um tokyo drift was the last one she'd seen so we were like we'll watch all of them we went through you know worked our way through all of them and fucking hell that was good that was good rewatch like i've seen them all i usually watch them as soon as they come out Uh, and i wanted to see f9 which is the new one and Caitlin, I wanted to sit with Caitlin, and she hadn't seen all of them up to date. And I was like, you know what? We're going to sit down and rewatch all of them. And fucking hell, they were pretty good. Um, I just love that kind of shit. Like predictable, but, you know, goosebump worthy. Um, every time they reference Paul Walker, it's like, oh, teardrop comes down the eyes. It's real sad. But, yeah, fucking great TV, great movie series. They did well to, like, some people think it's a bit cheesy. Dominic and his his family um vibes but it's good it's good watching you know i could rewatch it a couple of times and you know still we have it's like deadpool i could watch that shit all day and still enjoy it and hot rod uh, but now we moved on to alien predator and then alien versus predator we've watched all the alien ones um starting with like in the chronological order the order that they occurring and shit that, it was a pretty good alien there was a few the last two 
were a bit like, eh, I don't know. Especially the last one. I think the it might have been the last one or the second last one that was like just whack as. Um, the last one was just whack. But it was, you know, it was a movie. Um, but that was cool to watch. Then we started watching Predator this weekend. We watched the first Predator on Friday Night with Arnie, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And that was fucking, that was sick. It was just like... I think it was filmed in the 80s, so the, you know, the the visual effects were a bit shit and stuff like that, but, mate, you gotta respect it, like, Arnie was fucking jacked, and they had this other dude, oh, what was the actor's name, I'll look it up, because it was, he was jacked too, so they had two jacked as leads, which was so fucking cool, um, I'm pretty sure I looked it up, no, I didn't, let's, what's it called, Red... Here we go. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Carl Weathers. He was fucking jacked. These two jacked dudes and they were just walking around the forest with no shirts on. Hectic. Like, I fucking loved it. Um, so that was a good movie. Then we watched Predator 2 last yesterday. Not at night. During the day. That was pretty good too. Um, with had Danny Glover, Danny Glover in it. That was pretty funny. Uh, but it wasn't as good as... We watched The Predator, which is the third one. Came out in 2018. Uh, that was more recent, I, sp- I suppose, with a few, you know, big names. Not big names, but like a few newer faces. And that was funny as shit. Like, they made so many references to the earlier ones. So, that was cool. And then next up, we've got, I think, the third Predators, which is the third one. And then we're going to watch the Alien vs. Predator. But it's a cool little franchise. I, I rate it. Um, it's I like that sci-fi kind of stuff. It's like Star Wars. Star Wars is cool. But I love the concept of the Predator. Like, the alien's cool, but I fucking love the Predator. Like, I kind of... Part of me wishes they were real and they actually existed. Like, this badass fucking alien thing with this sick suit of armor, this mad helmet, these crazy weapons, these dreadlocks. And um, as one of the guys in the movie last night described it, it's like Whoopi Goldberg, but an alien. And like, I fucking love it. The concept of these fucking crazy predator that's hunting other hunters and like uses them as a trophy. Although the concept of the one last night was they were kind of, I don't want to spoil anything. I don't think this is spoilers. They were kind of hunting. No, this will spoil it. I'm not going to say it. Um, Yeah, I love the fucking concept of these crazy insanely strong alien just hunting people for sport and it won't kill you if you're not a you know if you're not a threat to it or you're not a valuable target so it's hunting for sport so if you're like this i don't know it's like someone going out and shooting i don't know i can't use it i don't don't want to use an example that's fucking too much eh? they're not going to go and kill something something that's not a real threat to them because it's not a challenge. They only want to kill things or hunt people that are a challenge. So, like, if you're this trained special forces guy with a fucking gun, then, yeah, it's going to kill you because you're a threat and you're actually a challenge to hunt. Whereas if you're just this, you know, fat dude watching TV, the, the predator's not going to give a fuck about you. So I wish they were exist. I wish they existed and that fucking I'd go chat to him and be like, hey dude, can you hook me up with some of this some of this gear? I'll come hang out with you and we'll fucking go travel through space. It'd be fucking awesome. It's not too far fetched. If you if you ask me. Cause like, I mean, a lot of shit's happened this year. So 
you know, what's stopping it from being, what's stopping predators and aliens from existing? Nothing. Um, like the same shit as the aliens. Like, what was the concept? Because aliens is based like a couple hundred years in the future. It's like 20, so it's like 2100 and like 70, shit like that, or 2370, like crazy future. But the concept of that is this, like I think they were alluding to the fact that the aliens were a, that's right. So the concept of alien is the aliens were actually created by humans of the past. So us in theory as a weapon and stored off on distant planets um, because they didn't want to destroy our worlds. And what they would do is they would release them on other planets as a, you know, way to fucking wipe out that entire planet because it was just they would the way it works is this face sucking thing you know plants an egg in you and then you become this vessel for the alien baby and then once it grows it just bursts out of you and kills you and then it'll go and repeat it'll kill other people and repeat the process while the you know one of them lays an egg um lays eggs to create those face sucking things and it just destroys the whole planet but the concept was that we actually created that because, I don't know, for whatever reason, as a weapon. Um, us from the past and then us from the future. Like, it's like we become two separate things. So, I'm, I'm probably butchering this, but the concept was, you know, say us now go off, a group of us go off and live in space and create these bioweapons while, you know, people still live on Earth. And then 100 years down the track, people on Earth are like, let's venture out. And then they come across us and we've evolved over those hundred years to be different but similar and we have these crazy weapons that are aliens. I don't know, man. It's crazy. I love this shit. Um, yeah, so we've been watching that, which is cool. I, yeah, still got a couple more. Alien versus Predator. Keen for that. They're always good movies. Good movies to watch because the humans are kind of just like in the way. And then it's just this epic battle between these fucking sick predator and this ugly looking alien um then what did i do today or what did we do last night for, we had butter curry which is amazing for dinner last night and then watched yeah the most recent predator and then i fell asleep which was great and i knew the power wasn't going to come on till it wasn't meant to come on till tonight sunday night um last night so i was like we charged our phones up made sure we had enough battery Made, I made sure I had enough battery for today's ride, this morning's ride. So I could burn through some podcasts, uh, which was good. I just I had a two-hour 40 ride into a 10K run off the bike. Uh, I haven't run off the bike for that in that distance for a long time. I think it's probably been like two or three months. I've done like probably longer. I've done 6K like far out. It's probably been like since my Ironman. It probably has been since my Ironman. I haven't run more than 6Ks or 8Ks, I think, was the most I did off the bike since my Ironman. Crazy. Um, so that was that was cool to tick, tick that off. It was weird. I had a, like I decided I was like, 2 hours 40. It'll take me 40 minutes to get to the base of King Lake from here. And then ascent and descent is usually 40 minutes as well. So I was like, cool. I'll ride there. Up once, up twice, come back home. That'll get me 240 pretty much on the dot i'll be sweet and it did um but i got there and you know it was fucking freezing this morning but i knew knew that was going to be the case 
went up the first time, came back down, then started going up the second time. And I was like, I had my bananas, had my food at the top of the first climb because I was like an hour 40 in. And I was like, cool, I've eaten that, I've settled, be great. Halfway up the second time, I was like, I'm getting a bit jittery. I feel like I'm going to fucking, like, I was starting to feel, felt like I was bonking. I was like shaking and stuff. It was crazy. Um, it was crazy, man. I felt like I was going to start bonking. It was whack. I was like, far out. Lucky I brought a gel, an extra gel with me. So I smashed that, got to the top, filmed a few, a few cool vids on the uh, the old GoPro, which I'm filming this on right now. Shout outs to GoPro. Um, oh, I'm so keen to smash a Cocoa Coast when I finish this. They're in the freezer, getting extra cold. You know, I haven't been able to drink them because you don't want to drink a Cocoa Coast unless it's fucking ice cold. Uh, yeah, got to the top. Okay, started coming back down. I still, still felt fucking jittery. It was weird. I don't know what was going on. Maybe I didn't eat enough yesterday because I didn't really snack. Like, usually I snack heaps during the day and eat my meals. But because, I don't know, I didn't really have much food. I couldn't really cook anything. Heat the up. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I won't snack. Oh. So, maybe I was a bit hungry. I don't know. Low on sugar. Anyway, I was jittery all the way home. Got home put my runners on and I was like you know what I'm having some corn chips because I need some salt otherwise I'm going to bomb out on this run and I'm so glad I had the corn chips because the run was really good I've dropped my COVID toy here it is um yeah the run was fucking awesome I was meant to hold five minute k's ended up holding like 545 I think that's generous might have been a bit less um five uh, 445 sorry for eight k's and it was 2k cooldown I think I held the cooldown was supposed to be at 5.10 or slower, maybe 5.30. But I held under fives because I was like, ugh, it was flat. I ran from home, hit some hills and then leveled out and got into Waddle Glen. It was just flat. And I was like, cool, I'll just finish off here. And then, you know, cruise back. And then Caitlin picked me up because I didn't want to run all the way back home because I don't want to come all the way uphill. I'm happy running downhill to get to the flatlands, but I'm not running uphill on the way back, especially after riding for that long and riding hills like I've done enough fucking elevation I think I hit another 1300 meters of elevation that means this week I've hit I, I took a screenshot of it a crazy amount of elevation 4425 on the bike that's wild man that's uh, like half of Everest almost bonkers um, yeah got picked up came home and then had a shower and like the hot water was okay yesterday but today I jumped in and I was like oh okay it's running out real fast so it wasn't it was warm it was like it was lukewarm it was like someone had held water in their mouth for like 30 seconds and then spat it out so it wasn't warm but it wasn't ice cold um you know rinsed off all the salt got ready to go to zenden grabbed a coffee it was sick the sunshine was so nice on my body um and yeah then crashed and burned <laughs> at like 1 2 o'clock i started getting a massive headache i was like oh, i haven't had enough water hence me drinking now um yeah massive headache i was like this is not good and then ended up having a nap well i didn't have a nap caitlin had a nap i tried to have a nap but then i got distracted um, but it was nice to just chill out with my eyes like squinting, squinting shut, which was cool, not hurting the brain. Uh, yeah, I did that. 
then what else did what else happened then i was fucking around with the dogs oh then the power came back on i was fucking around with the dogs outside and oh i've got my ice bath it is back online officially cooling down as we speak since the power's been on the ice bath is back ladies and gentlemen i picked up some epsom salts today the um bulk food store thrive bulk whole foods in Eltham. they actually sell epsom salts by bulk it's like five bucks a kilo so i don't know if that's cheap or expensive but i bought a bunch tipped it in my ice bath so it's going to be rocking and rolling in the next two days, I think, because I've got it cranked up max, like running all the time. So until it cools down, then once it cools down, I'll put it on a timer to be on for like two hours at lunchtime at midnight and then off the rest of the time, which has worked wonders for me in the past. So I'll crank it to that. Uh, so that's up and running. But I was out there and the dogs, uh, I got two grudels hudson who's like five or six and axel who's a puppy he's like just he's still under a year um and hudson was obsessed around the ice bath because i got like a metal structure enclosing it protecting it from the weather and he was going bonkers man sniffing he was like (laughs) and just trying to get in there so i pulled the um cover back and let him in there to have a sniff and he was sniffing around then they'll see this fucking bunny rabbit jump out of underneath and i was like shit i was like don't don't get it don't don't get it and the rabbit thankfully went under dodged him and then kind of sprinted out the back and then axel saw it and fuck he missed it by like 10 centimeters it was insane it thankfully made it undercover under the shipping container we got back there and survived thankfully um but yeah it was crazy so intense. That's crazy, man. Uh, stoked my ice baths back online. Fucking hell. Because, like, when it gets a bit hotter, it's so nice to come back. Like, I'm going to drop a random, not, yeah, random study bomb. Not random study bomb? Yeah, we'll call it a study bomb. Uh, fact bomb at yeah. So, I was listening to a podcast with Rich Roll ages ago. And it was the benefits of, like, cooling the body down rapidly and the benefits on recovery and when you like if you get back from a long ass brick session or a training session it's it's beneficial for everything except for after strength so if you've done a strength session you got to wait like i say that they say like four to six hours before getting in the ice bath because otherwise you actually slow down like in order to grow muscle and, and grow strength I think it's grow muscle. In order to get muscle gains, you want that stress response. So you want the blood flow to go there. You want the inflammation response. Um, But in terms of endurance stuff, you don't want that. You don't want the inflammatory response. You kind of want to flush the blood out, you know, and let the muscles relax and get get the recovery process started ASAP. So when you cool yourself down, you are actually able to bounce back the next day better. This was, I can't remember who the thing I, the podcast was with, but it was with a dude who developed gloves for athletes to wear that actually, you know, cooled down their palms and in, in turn allowed them to function at their capacity for longer because they were, you know, weren't overheating and weren't blowing everything up. So if you understood any of that, when the weather gets warmer, I like to come home from my training sessions and jump in the ice bath for, you know, five to ten minutes get out have a shower and then it's like cool my body's cooled down back to its baseline temperature it's not running hot it's nice and cruisy and i can get on with my day um so i'm so happy that's back up and running took me a while but 
now it's back and I can't wait to jump into it, especially if Tuesday is going to be 30. So I'm hoping that that'll be the day that I break it open and jump in. I have a three and a half hour ride on Tuesday, uh, cup day. So it'll be nice and warm. I'll get back, jump in the ice bath and I'll be fucking recovered as you can get. As recovered as you can get. Uh, was there something else I was going to say? I took I took notes. I do have some notes. I lied. Oh, yeah. So I listened to a podcast. Who? What was the name of the lady? Um, Amish Jar. Amish Jar? On Joe Rogan. She was like a meditation and mindfulness expert. Um, she was... Sorry, someone just replied to my story. Moving on. I got distracted. I'm distracted easily these days. Eh? So she's meditation and mindfulness. Like talking about how we can achieve better attention spans. And I'm just going to try and pull this from my brain. Um, if you're watching, peace out, hashtag going live. I don't know what that, yeah. Anyway, moving on, she's talking about us. Like if you, if you have the patience, listen to it because I won't do it justice, but she was talking about us and our attention spans and how, when we are under stress, our ability to focus diminishes and the more and more stress that we are under, the more our our ability to focus diminishes the study that they were running was she had a like a program or a, a, a test an attention test and it would be it would flash up a number every i think it would flash up a number every you know third of a second or something um and you would have to press a key on the keyboard every time a number flashed up except for the number three and the number three would show up like one in every hundred like that, those were the chances. So you'd be sitting there pressing it. And if you lapse your concentration, you'd just press the button when the three would pop up and you'd be like, fuck. And then you'd go again, fuck. And the studies were showing that the more stress people were under, the worse that they were performing in this test. So they had like a couple of groups, obviously the control group. Then they had like, I think, I don't know. I just remembered the two groups, control group and then the group that was meditating. And they worked it out. The, the, the studies showed that if you meditate for 12 minutes a day, you would improve in the test, even though you were under the same stress as the other groups. And she was performing this study with soldiers. So they're like, you know, under so much stress. And stress didn't have to be like stress from work, stress from life. It could be stress from training. Like they did it with NFL players as well. Um, obviously military guys who are in training and guys who are actually out in the field. And she showed that if you practice 12 minutes of meditation and meditation being self-aware, focusing on your body. So every time your mind starts to wonder, pull it back, pull it back to now, pull it back to what you are feeling right now. And every time you you know, every time your mind starts to wonder, pull it back and just practicing that for 12 minutes a day, improve their ability to focus. And <clears throat> sorry, she was saying that students studying as well have the same, you know, same negative effect. The longer the term goes on or the longer the course goes on, the more stress they're under, the more their ability to focus wavers because, you know, they're under stress. Um, and she said, like, we could benefit so much from this. Blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, you improve your capacity to concentrate and focus on things through meditation. And I was like, shit, maybe I'm going to start meditating. So 12 minutes a day is the minimum effective dose, she said. So if you do 12 minutes a day, you will show improvement. So 
I think I'm going to try and implement, implement that. She said the best time to do it. So take it for, I'm just repeating what she said. She said the best time to try and do it is, you know, either side of training or something that you do every day because that way you won't have an excuse. So she's like, do it right after you brush your, tr- brush your teeth at night because you're going to brush your teeth every night. So as long as you do it, as long as you're brushing your teeth, you're going to meditate. Um, so for me, I might try and work it in around training or while I'm doing yoga even. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, listen to it. Listen to the podcast. Super interesting. She's got a book out, so I might listen to it. She doesn't read the audio book, but it's, you know, if what she was talking about is anything to go by, I'm going to listen to it. Um, I'm actually listening, I'm partway through listening to a, a Joe Rogan's podcast with Jewel, and I'd had no idea she grew up in like Alaska on a homestead, um, you know, where they live off the land. Wild. Literally wild. Uh, what other things? Oh, I had a, um, before I wrap it up, I had a thought Well, when I was writing a post. I haven't posted much on social media. Um, and I was like, I want to put up a post that, you know, is insightful. Like, I don't know, I like thinking about things and I like processing things. And I was thinking about, you know, hardship and how growth comes through hardship and how like hard times lead to good times because if you didn't have hard times and the good times wouldn't mean anything and they would all be the same so like you need shit times to appreciate the good times and you need good times to appreciate the hard times um so i was talking about that and i kind of i was like i wonder what I wonder if yin and yang is that. I wonder if yin and yang means that. And I looked it up. And I'll read out the meaning of yin and yang um, to you guys. Because I, yeah, I had no idea what yin and yang meant. I was like, they go together like yin and yang. And I never really actually knew what the meaning of it was. And uh, what does yin and yang mean? Here we go. Yin, Chinese for female or moon, represents darkness, femininity, passive, passivity, and earth. Yang, sun or male, represents light, masculinity, activity, and heavens. In the symbol, yin, that's not what I was looking at. Yin and yang. Here we go. principle of yin and yang is that all things exist in its in as inseparable and contradictory opposites. For example, female, male, dark, light, old, young. So basically means one can't exist without the other or one you know they go together and i think that hard or the hardships of life and the good times of life are like yin and yang they you need them to be together they need they go perfectly together they go hand in hand um i just thought it was cool i never knew what yin and yang meant until i looked it up and there you go means that um anyway i'm gonna wrap this up for tonight or this evening And I will, the next time you'll see me will be tomorrow and I'll be talking. I'll transition this smoothly so you won't even know into talking about um, my plant-based diet. Cool. Yeah, so for me, it'll be, I'll have a whole night's sleep. But for you guys, it'll be like two seconds. So I'll see you then. I'm just going to record the whole thing tonight um, because I don't feel like going to bed yet. I feel like talking shit to you guys. Um, nah, double psych. I've gone to bed. I've woken up. That's how smooth these transitions are. You don't even know that it's the next day. Unless you're watching it, then you'll see that I'm in different clothes and it's sunnier and it's brighter. I noticed when I was editing the video last night that it started to die out, the brightness. Um, 
as I was editing. So now it's bright and it looks wonderful. Um, all right, let's get into this. <laughs> so first we're going to take a trip down memory lane. We're going to go back to 2017, the 23rd of May specifically. I had to do a deep dive on my social media to find this one out. Um, shout outs to Coco Coast. Um, to find out that date. 23rd of May is the day I decided to go vegetarian for one week. I think it was a Monday and I was like, I'm going to try vegetarian for a week because I was eating, I think I was eating red meat a lot around that time. Um, And I started to feel a bit backed up, a bit heavy in the guts, a bit, you know, heavy in the stomach. And I was like, I I don't want, I want to like, I want to feel light. I want to get rid of all this fucking heaviness in the stomach. And I had been given one of my giving one of my mates shit um, about being a vegetarian, and I was like, I used to give him relentlessly, like, "How are you alive? How does your body not just crumble underneath you?" All the all the stereotypical shit you would you, you would say to a, uh, a vegetarian. And um, I was like, you know what? I can't give him this much shit and not try it myself. So I was like, all right, we're, we're trying it. We're giving it a crack. And I decided to, yeah, just go vegetarian for one week. That's all I was going to do. I bought enough, you know, food. I planned my meals out for the week. And that's all I was going to do. Going from, you know, eating steak, probably, I think I was eating steak every day the week before to eating uh, just vegetables the week after. And that from that week onwards i didn't look back i haven't had a single piece of meat since which is fucking crazy because it's been when was that 23rd of may 17 18 19 20 21 four and a half years um and then yeah so after that week i felt like i had was felt charged up i had a whole like i had so much more energy was ready to fucking go all the time. It was the great, the best. My recovery was so much better because I was training pretty heavily at the time. I was killing it. It was so good. Um, I felt lighter, felt fresher, felt just... I felt like I had so much more to give and it was fantastic. Like my capacity had automatically increased. Um, I just felt good. I felt... I just felt good and I was like... So first week went past and I was like, I'm going to keep doing this. Then week two went past and I was like... I'm going to keep doing this as well. And then uh, it just kept going and I was like, you know what? I am going to keep doing this until I feel shit. And I just never felt shit. I just kept feeling better and better and better. And I was like, you know what? Fine. This is, you know, what it's going to be for now. Um, And I had a few people try and convince me to not be vegetarian, which I thought was a bit weird. I was like, why why not? Why? Like, why does it matter to you? Just let me eat the way I want to eat. Um, So I was like, no. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because I feel good. And then I, then when did it all, it all started to change. So like, obviously those were peak eating disorder days as well. Um, but it all started to kind of change mid 2019, mid to early 2019, early 2019, I went through a really shit patch where I was like, where my eating disorder got real bad. Um, and I was like making myself throw up quite a bit, which was not, not healthy. And then mid 2019, I got to a point where I think it was mid, it was around yeah June, July, August, got to a point where I was listening to a lot of information on the vegan diet. I was listening to specifically, uh, Simon Hill's plant proof podcast. And there was a lot of information or a lot of stuff on that podcast about 
I think it was the I listened to the one with Dr. Will Bushwitz Bushwitz I don't know how to pronounce his name but there was one of them with him I think there was a few with him but I listened to one of them with him and he was talking about gut microbiome and how like you need to introduce you need to keep your gut microbiome you need an abundance of different foods to keep your microbiome healthy and happy and um, if you keep a well-balanced you know plant-based diet it's the it's the best you know the best way to go about it and I was like I don't know it kind of weighed on me a bit that that stuff because I was deep down I was thinking I was like shit like I'm eating I'm binge eating a bunch of junk food and then throwing it up I was like my stomach is not going to be in a good in good shape like I'd been following a few people on social media that had come back from an eating disorder and like you know it's three or four years on and they're still struggling with the symptoms or the damage that they'd they'd caused themselves and I was sitting there like fuck like I felt like I hit a crossroad I felt like I literally came to a crossroads and I was like I had brief interruption there um yeah I came to a crossroads and I was like all right I can either go I can keep going down this path and then I can get you know four or five years down the track then realize I need help then be stuck in a position where I have to make up for four or five years worth of damage or I can sort my shit out now, get on top of it, get four or five years down the track and be like, fuck yeah, I'm so glad I did that. And that's the decision I made. I was like, you know what? I'm no longer going to do this anymore. Drew the line um, with my eating disorder. And then I was like, all right, time to try and shift my diet in a positive way. Did that, started having more and more um, plant-based foods and started focusing more on that i kind of flicked get got rid of cheese and this was over you know a few months got rid of cheese and it was down to the last thing the last thing i had was eggs and i didn't want to i didn't get rid of eggs straight away because i like i had removed everything everything else um but eggs stayed because i used to like making banana bread every week and it would be like my favorite little thing to do um, especially since, you know, given the eating disorder of flick, I was like, I get to eat stuff now. So I was like making banana bread every weekend and eggs, I needed eggs for my banana bread. Uh, so I didn't want to get rid of that. And then there was one week I tried to make banana bread with like a flaxseed egg and it worked and the banana bread was delicious. And I was like, cool. And then that week I didn't have eggs. And then I was like, I got to the next week and I was like, I'm going to make banana bread with flaxseed again. And then... I was like, shit, it's two weeks. And I was like, well, I guess I'm vegan now. And that was back in, I've got notes here to reference that so I don't forget the date, September 2019. So now it's been two years. Nice. I didn't realize that. Two years of being fully vegan, which is crazy. I'm just going to pull down this blind so that the light doesn't keep reflecting off my lats. Will headphones stay attached? No. I apologize. that one oh yeah all right we're back um yeah sorry about that i yeah and from from then on obviously vegan and initially it was the first two weeks were hard um i didn't feel like when i first went vegetarian i felt fucking fantastic i felt like i could destroy the world but then when i first went vegan it wasn't the same i felt different i didn't feel as like i had as much energy i didn't feel as good i didn't feel as you know, G'd up. I that that was mini- missing, honestly. Like that was missing from my. Um, I don't know. I just didn't have that feeling. And 
it came down to the fact I just wasn't eating enough. So I started to listen to my body more and I was like, all right, if I'm hungry, I'm going to eat. And I started, you know, incorporating more and more uh, plant proteins and stuff like that. And it took me a while to figure out my, like the hardest part at first was just figuring out what meals to have and like what my go-to meals would be when I couldn't be bothered making food. I had obviously had them with, you know, my meat, based diet and veg, uh, vegetarian diet I had you know easy go-to meals that I would cook and make myself but I didn't have them in the way of vegan diet yet so and this was kind of like I know it was a lot there was a lot more options in terms of vegan options at the supermarkets but it was still a little bit before the boom that's happened recently so there weren't many mock meats and stuff like that there weren't many mock chickens there weren't stuff it wasn't it wasn't like that there was you know the tofu and then there was the flavored tofu and then there might have been a few like mints vegan mints like mince meat products but that was really it was limited there wasn't heaps of mock meat products or at least there wasn't heaps here in australia and i know there was a lot more than there would have been if i had to go on vegan you know early 2000s but there wasn't as much as there is now so it meant trying to find my go-to meals uh and that was kind of hard at first. It took took me a while, a bit of trial and error. I just, you know, obviously the first few weeks I wasn't eating enough and I felt a bit flat. And I think I think a lot of people make that mistake. Um, I think, yeah, a lot of people make that error when they're starting out, you know, especially if they try and go vegetarian or vegan straight off a meat-based diet. They're like, all right, great. All I've got to do is just chop out the meat and eat the, eat the salad. And it doesn't work like that because you're getting a lot of like meat and stuff is very calorie dense and protein dense too you're you can't just take that out and eat more salad because that isn't going to give you like you're going to miss miss out on your fats and your your protein so you've got to try and counteract that and that's what i didn't do um so i like you know obviously learned to eat more protein my falafels my chickpeas whatever stuff like that like you you start to realize that um, there's protein in a lot of things. Like so many people, like the, the, it's the age-old stereotypical question of, oh, where'd you get your protein? Where'd you get your protein? And it's like, it's in fucking everything, dude. Like everything. Y- your fucking pasta has protein in it. Your fucking, obviously all your legumes and your beans and stuff have protein in them. It's in fucking everything. It's in broccoli. It's in broccoli, man. Protein's in broccoli. Um, and you can get... All the, I think, what was it? There was one combination that I was was eating heaps of in the early days. And it was like the amino acid profile. You could actually hit the full amino acid profile by having broccoli with mustard seed powder on top. And that would give you your full amino acid profile. Um, Don't know why I threw that in there, but that was just a little tidbit that I remember from back in the day. Um, But yeah, there's protein in everything. And as long as you're eating enough, you're going to be fine. Like if you're an athlete, yes, watch. You need to monitor it more closely. But I never I never counted um, never counted calories when I was on my, my, my vegan diet. On my vegetarian. No, I did for a bit on my vegetarian one. I went through a phase where I counted calories and I don't think I'll ever do that again. It just wasn't healthy. It doesn't line up with me and my... Obviously, I have fucking eating disorder issues, so I'm not going to go around counting calories because that'll become obsessive and it's not going to benefit me positively. It'll be a negative impact. So I, yeah, never counted calories with, haven't counted anything, haven't counted macros or anything on my my vegan diet, which is a good thing. 
Um, so I've just kind of figured it out as I've gone along, you know, trial and error. I have my bloods done a couple of times and, mate, no issues. No issues at all. I remember, oh, this was when I was vegetarian and I wasn't, my diet wasn't great. There was phases where it wasn't great. Like there were stages there where I was literally living off um, fucking low-fat yogurt, protein powder and frozen berries. I mean, it was delicious, but that was my, that was like, that's what I was fucking eating all the time. Like, that was my main meal. That's what I had for dinner. I was not healthy. And I went to, I had a blood test and the doctor told me, he's like, dude, you got, there's something wrong with the liver. Like, are you taking any protein powders? And I was like, yeah, I'm like, you know, you know, a couple of scoops a day. And he's like, you got to stop because the little, you know, microbe, microbial particles or whatever, your liver struggles to protest, uh, process them. And I was like, whatever, dude. Like, I kept having my BCAAs, my fucking amino acids, um, my protein powders. Didn't give a fuck. And it wasn't until I went vegan because the vegan protein powders... I mean, I found one now, Merakai Superfoods, and it's amazing. I love it. All natural. Like, seriously, if you are looking for one, chuck it. Like, have a look. Merakai Superfoods on um, Instagram and just look them up fucking fantastic protein powder but back in the day i didn't have any really good ones because i was just just starting out um so i like didn't take any protein powders and then i had my bloods done not shortly into my stint as being vegan because i just wanted to keep track and make sure i was on top of all my, my vitamins and stuff and yeah that that issue with my liver had gone because i was no longer having protein powders and i was eating a good diet mind you it probably has nothing to do with going vegan it's probably um everything to do with just eating a good diet but that that shift that change was positive it 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 spurred a lot of you know positive things in my life discovering the plant-based diet it probably pulled me away from my or discovering plant proof a plant proof podcast opened my eyes to a lot of things and that pulled me away from or opened my eyes to my destructive behavior and i was like i've got to get out of this i can't be doing this stuff anymore it's not good for me and that ultimately was the reason that i went vegan was because i was like this is not the what i'm doing at the moment is not sustainable um and then i looked i think i looked back i got to like six months and i looked back and i was like you know what i'm gonna eat like this for the rest of my life I have no intention, and I still hold that, like I have no intention of ever going back. I will eat this way for the rest of my life because it's done nothing but good for me. I've had no issues at all. And, you know, I'll touch on a bit of the benefits and stuff. I don't want to go too facty because I feel like sometimes facts, you know, people get all get their backs up about facts, but I, will, I have a few little pamphlets here. I'm holding up in front of the camera um, that I'll read, like read a bit and pull a bit of info from later. Not right now. Right now, I'm telling my story, um, just about the plant-based diet and stuff like that, the impact that it has, and the positive side to it, negative side to it. Uh, but, but try, like, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. So don't fucking, you know. I know a, a few things based off my own research because I did that before taking the jump into um, a, a, a completely plant-based diet. Um, oh, there was another bit of info that jumped in on my head. I didn't change my bio to plant-based. Or no, I had it. I didn't change it. I didn't want to change it for six months, I think. I was like, I'm going to leave it. Or maybe it was three months. But there was a certain amount of time that I left my bio as I didn't want to put it in there because I was like, nah, 
I think I had it vegetarian. I was like, I'm not going to change it for at least three months. And then I feel like I've earned the right. And then I changed it to 100% plant-based. And then what is it now? Is it is it vegan yet? Because I, I was like, I'm not going to change it to vegan for a year. Yeah, I waited for a full year. I waited 12 months before I changed my um, Instagram bio. Not that it's a fucking big thing to vegan because I was like, no, nah, I've got to earn this shit. I can't just be, you know, some pretender. Uh, what was we talking about? What was we? What was we talking about before I got on this fucking tangent? Uh, yeah, it kind of spurred a lot of positive changes in my life. So for me, I, I'm never looking back. I'm never going back to you know eating a, a meat based or even vegetarian. I'm not interested. Um, and like speaking on not wanting to say a bunch of facts and not wanting to saturate you guys with facts and shit like that. I'm not a pushy person when it comes to this stuff. Like, I know there are a lot of vegans and people like that, that activists and people that kind of push people and alert, open other, like, uh, not not forceful, but are more pushy when it comes to people and, like, trying to convince them to jump on board with this diet. I'm not like that. Um, I just... I believe in, like, just leading by example. That's, that's what I do. I'm going to lead by example and you will see me improve get better and you'll be like you'll see me thrive and you'll be like oh shit maybe it's worth having a shot like he's been doing it for a long time and he's had no issues maybe it's worth having a shot and then i just slowly throw in bits and pieces of information i don't ever attack anyone i don't want people to feel bad about the way they're eating i just want them to know the information so i'll like you know put a bits of information out there like one that astounds me is if we took all the food so if you add up the calories of the food that we feed to exports or not not exports why'd i say that like cattle fucking pigs and whatever chickens all that kind of stuff if you take the calories of the food that we feed to those animals um, livestock if we if you take the calories of the food we feed to them and then you take the calories that they give to us by you know slaughter and the meat that we get from them it's inefficient which is one thing which is ridiculous to me it's like why the fuck would you why would you do that that's so dumb why would you go and spend all this money and time growing these like soy crops and fucking hay and all this shit like to make feed for livestock only to feed them and put that money into them and then them give you uh less so it's like you taking a thousand dollars putting it on crypto putting it on fucking, you know, SHIB coin or SHIB token. And instead of tripling your money, you get back one third. So you get back 330, 33 bucks. Why would you do it? Why would you, I don't know if, it, I don't know the exact percentages. So let's just say it was half or even two thirds, right? So you lose $333 of your investment. Why would you do that? That's not efficient. That's dumb. When you can turn around and just produce that much food and then, fucking feed the whole planet like and you could probably end um poverty or end starvation in certain countries if we just decided no you know what let's not produce um livestock and you know let's not mass produce it not feed them all this fucking perfectly good food and then get back less in return i just think it's silly going back to ship token um just a crypto tidbit in here for you for you all it's like a meme coin, uh, like Dogecoin, and I jumped onto it, I don't know, fuck, probably like 
three or four, five, six months ago, maybe. Um, and it just it's just blown up. Like I'm up three or four hundred dollars. I only put a hundred dollars in. Crazy. But some dude put in eight thousand dollars about. Oh, it was like four hundred and something days ago. So it'll probably be like four fifteen days ago now. And his investment is worth six no five point six or five point seven billion dollars now. Wild. Um, yeah. So like for me, it's inefficient. It's it's not good for the environment. Like, I just you look at. All right. So I'm gonna move to before I go into all this shit. I feel like I can move into the next part of the story. Um, so it'll kind of flow in better. Um, yeah. So going back to I, the reason I went plant-based was for my health, my, my benefit. I was like, I need to do this. And it spurred a lot of positive decisions in my life. And it wasn't for like three or four months, um, that, that I decided to watch Dominion, um, because I was like, I know, I know factory farming's fucked. I know it's bad. Um, I know it's not a good thing. And it's, you know, I know, I knew how bad it was. Well, I didn't know how bad it was, but I knew that it wasn't a good thing. And I knew it was fucked up. But I was like, I'm not watching this because I don't want to expose myself to this kind of shit. I don't want to feel the way it's going to make me feel. And I was pleading ignorance to it. I was like, nope, you know, I don't care, blah, 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 all this stuff, macho, macho, no, no, no. And then one day I was like, you know what? I'm a vegan now. I need to understand. I need to see how bad this is. And I decided to watch it and it was fucking rough. If you haven't seen Dominion, watch it. And like, I don't know how you could, I don't know how you could watch that and not feel like a sack of shit for eating meat. Like it fucked, it fucked me up big time. Like I was watching that and I was like, I'm a vegan now and I regret eating meat for my whole life like I feel like a piece of shit after watching this because like look what it's doing so like it's confronting it fucking sucks but I feel like so much of so much of us are just playing ignorance and like yeah whatever it doesn't matter like I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast with Jewel she's a fucking badass by the way like I've listened to more since yesterday and she has been through so much as a person so like please go and listen to it because she will open your eyes up to a lot of things she talks a lot about mental health and helping yourself and understanding yourself so go and listen to it please because it's it's pretty fucking good and like she's got so many stories about her life being homeless just like how she had to fight she used to fucking steal shit she used to steal medication because she was trying to treat a liver infection that almost killed her just go and listen to the fucking podcast it's insane but she was talking to rogan because she grew up on a homestead in alaska which is where they like you 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 catch what you eat you catch and grow what you eat and if you don't catch or grow anything you don't eat anything so that's how they live and she was saying these days there's just such a big disconnect with that food and it's so true we have like you plead ignorance. You have no idea what it takes to grow the food. You have no idea what it takes to, you know, get it to you. And then you just buy it at the shops. And that's a, that's the same for vegetables too. You don't know what it takes to grow vegetables. You don't know what it takes to grow this perfect, this perfect fucking capsicum. You don't know what it's like. But, and the same with animals. You don't know what it takes to get those animals to you. And you don't see what they go through. Like you don't see 
uh, Rogan used the example of like, man, they wear fucking gumboots and like swimming pants because they're wading through like fucking floors full of blood, like a foot of blood in these slaughterhouses because they're just running through fucking slicing animals' necks open and gutting them on the floor. That's so fucked up. Like, but no one is aware of that. You just see this packaged fucking pork or this packaged beef and you're like, cool. And you take it home and you eat it. You don't understand where it comes from. And there's this huge disconnect these days with with where our food comes from. And that's a fucking big problem. Like, we don't understand it. Like, for me, yeah, I'm vegan. But I have so many... I have a lot of respect for people. I have more respect for those who go out and hunt their own food. um, whether Whether it's animals or... Um, whatever like obviously hunters are going to be like eat animals but i have so much more respect for them than the people going to the shops and just buying the food because you know what in order to get like a lot of vegans hate on joe rogan but he talks about it in his podcast quite a bit and a lot of you know vegans don't listen to it because they don't like him but you know for me i listen to it and he talks about hunting and he's like when i kill an elk or something like that i have respect for that animal i will you know, he, he, um, oh, I don't know what the term is, but he but- butchers it. Once he kills it, he, he shoots it with a bow and arrow, then he butchers it, and he will not let any single part of that elk go to waste because he has respect for that. He knows how hard, he knew how hard it was to try and catch it or try and actually shoot it. Like, sometimes he says, y- You're out there for like fucking days trying to track this shit down, and then when you finally get it, you miss, and then you got to go and track it down again. And then when you finally get it, you have, have a respect. For the animal you know how much of a, an elite athlete it was and you have respect for it and you treat it that way when you prepare it and when you you actually eat it and then when you're eating it you're like fuck like you actually you have a connection to it like it's it sounds fucked up and i know if you're like there are probably vegan people listening to this thinking what the fuck are you on about man like aren't you meant to be vegan but like if you were to kill that animal you would have it's the same connection you would have um, eating homegrown fruit food, you know, you go out there and you hunt an elk, you're going to have a connection every time you eat a bit of that elk, you're going to think back to the time that you had that interaction with that animal and you're giving it the respect, you're giving it more respect than we give animals that go into a slaughterhouse and you don't know the life, the shitty life they lived, you don't know anything, like whereas the elks that get hunted, they're out there living, you know, nearly full lives, years, like couple of, like i don't know 10 15 years 10 or 12 years i think they might might be out there um running around in the wild you know living it up and then you know they have a bad day but the animals that grow up in slaughterhouses they grow up in shitty conditions horrible get fed a bunch a cocktail a cocktail of fucked up stuff to make them massive and grow faster than they should grow and then they get killed electrocuted or fucking you know they see all their mates die in front of them and then that's they're just treated as food or objects they don't get any respect and then they go to the market and then you can have mince meat and it can have like fucking you know 30 different cows in it you wouldn't know whereas if you hunt an animal and you kill it and you prepare it you know that that's all from the one animal the one animal that you spent time and effort to get and that's when you would have an appreciation for it so that's why i have more respect for people that do that than people that just buy their food and shit at the supermarket. Like, for me, I, I do buy my stuff at the supermarket. I've grown some fruit and vegetables, you know, over the years, but 
most of my shit I just buy from the supermarket so even I have that disconnect and that's something I'm trying to work on like I want to get better at understanding how what goes into food and how you actually get it like I'm understanding you know I just buy tofu but I understand how to make tofu and that's a lot of work like if I was to make my own it would be it takes a lot of time and time is you know time's a scarce resource but you can do it you've just got to commit to it um shit that was a that was a big tangent eh? um yeah just gotta it, it takes time you just gotta commit to it fuck same as plastic use far out if you're not watching like the biggest thing that the supermarkets did was get rid of the plastic bags at the at the supermarket i'm wanting them to get rid of the fucking plastic bags you put your fruit and vegetables in because that's ridiculous i just every time i i think oh no they have now haven't they i think they have honestly i don't know because i haven't used plastic at the supermarket for a long time um but yeah once you become aware of how much plastic we fucking use and waste and that shit doesn't break down for thousands of years you start to freak out gives me anxiety so i've made you know conscious conscious efforts not to consume plastic anymore because it's not good for you it's not good for the fucking environment it ends up in the oceans and then like they're saying there was a podcast that i listened to on with joe rogan that plastic like there's studies that show that plastic being in the ocean and the environment is affecting is causing men's taints to shrink to shrink and that reduces the amount of testosterone in the male's body which is crazy but like if you can go go listen to it off on the name of the lady actually and so you can go and listen to it it was a crazy podcast man see this is why i don't know why people don't want to listen to me there's so many cool guests on but yes it was crazy um she was just talking about like the studies they've done on rats and stuff like that even like the studies with humans and it's the yeah the um testosterone is decreasing over the years and it's due to plastic because plastic is now found in babies before they're even born because of you know how popular it is in um the food that we eat the water microplastics are fucking everywhere they're everywhere and if you buy food that's been packaged it's going to have microplastics in it if it's packaged in plastic it's going to have microplastics in it because those plastics will break down into the packet and you're consuming them and it can't be healthy can't be healthy at all Sorry, this is taking me longer than I, I thought it would. Um, maybe I'll just put it in the show notes. It's a good idea. Uh, yeah, it's the the plastic pandemic is fucking wild, and like, I'm just oh, I'll touch on this too. Fucking hell, Australia with the fucking their climate change thing, mate. They were supposed to like they're like yeah we're gonna announce this stuff to you know help with climate change all this kind of crap mate they did nothing they're gonna be net zero by 2050 that's gonna be fucking too late dude like by the time that rolls around we're f- we're fucked we're, we're we're not gonna last we don't even have enough time we're, we're not gonna last another 10 years if we keep going the way we're going the amount of plastic and waste that we produce we're not even you know you got to make an effort and yeah it's, it's the big corporations like i just listened to fucking another podcast about coca-cola and that shit was wild um but like we've got to fuck sorry i'm still trying to find it we've hang on i'm gonna i'm gonna pause for a sec um yeah so i found it dr shauna swan episode 1638 go and listen to it it's very interesting just on plastics and how it's negatively impacting 
us as a species um so where was i yeah the, the plastic pandemic man it's it's so bad and like when you open your eyes to it 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 crushes it just it kind of crushes your spirit a little bit um so that's why i've made changes in my my personal life to try and negate that negate my impact at least and you know those around me kind of see it and they try and make the same changes um but yeah the australian government has just you know released a net carbon you know 2050 which is fucking too late that's pathetic they haven't changed anything everything they've left they announced this i just check i just keep checking my biceps out day. um they announced their plan and it's they haven't brought anything forward or pushed anything back and it's still the same so we're gonna we're fucking way too far behind like switzerland is absolutely killing it when it comes to this shit like they are so they're almost i think they're almost carbon net zero hang on i'm gonna look this shit up is is switzerland it took me a long time to spell switzerland You have to listen to me spell things out. Switzerland's NDCs, but the domestic overseas emissions reductions components switched together. That doesn't help. Is Switzerland carbon neutral? Reduce emissions to net zero by 2050, thus meaning international. Oh, so that's that's the same as Australia. Anyway, not the point. There, if you look at this, this the the things that they implement over there, mate, it's where they're fucking way further ahead than we are over here in Australia. We are so far behind. Like. One of the biggest things is nuclear energy. So I was, I don't know if I've already mentioned this on the podcast, but I was way, well and truly against it. And because like you look, watch the Simpsons, you know, like nuclear meltdown, meltdown, fuck that. But you, it's, you know, it's obviously come a long way in the past fucking 50 years and it's so efficient. Like you get so much. I think the example they used was, you know, the size of your phone, plutonium, the size of your phone can give you enough energy to, for your whole house, your entire life. Like, that's crazy. That's so much more efficient than, you know, carbon emission, like carbon-reliant shit that you burn, burn coal to fucking create electricity. Even your, um, like, even the nature's inefficient too. It is. It's inefficient. It's like solar panels. You're going to burn through solar panels. They're going to become waste. Your wind and your sun isn't always around, whereas... Like, I like the stuff that they use, you know, use water. So, flowing rivers and stuff like that. that that's clever. But um, n- none of it's as efficient as nuclear energy. And they can actually store the nuclear waste properly. Um, and they can, you know, keep it in warehouses and stack it as high as the fucking size you want. And it's safe. Um, so, like, that kind of direction. We should be trying to fucking look at that stuff. Not, yep, yeah, we're going to keep going down the same path and we're going to keep things will be fine things are going to turn out okay it's probably not like i'm so i'm so annoyed that um our state victoria hasn't banned single-use plastics like a, a lot of other states have and or have announced they're going to ban it but victoria no nah, not yet and that kind of annoys me it just it frustrates me um because it it shouldn't be it's how how fucking hard is it to see that that's a problem fuck this vegan podcast went Oh, fuck, it has gone on a bit of a tangent, more of a, like an environmental plastics rant, hey? Um, maybe I should continue this next week with some more tidbits and facts. <sighs> yeah, so I think I'll do that. Because um, I've like, I'm, I'm, I'm all revved up now. 
So bottom line, I'll continue this in my next episode. I'll I'll come out with some vegan facts and some, you know, um, environmental facts and stuff for you. And hopefully I'll come at it at a more chilled point. But for me, for me, let's just go back to the start. And for me, the reason I went vegan was initially health, but then I realized the impacts that it was having. Oh, I've realized our negligence as a, as a race. And then I, I watched Dominion and I realized the compassion. I, I, I found the compassion I have for animals again. And since that, like, I fucking love, I love animals so much. And I can love them and I can give them my, my attention. I'm like, you know what? No, like, I don't have to feel guilty because I'm not, you know, I'm not supporting factory farming. I'm not supporting the slaughter of animals that aren't, like, they, they have fucking lives too. They feel pain. They say they don't feel pain because, you know, they don't want us to think that. But they fucking feel pain. Are you serious? You see them squeal when they get fucking shot in the head and the bolt doesn't work and they're still alive. When they don't want to go through the fucking the shoot because they see their family getting slaughtered. Like, that's fucked up. But they definitely feel pain. And for me, I, I don't want to be a part of that. And I don't agree with it at all. And I will stand up for that. And I will never go back to being that way. Um, but... It, you know, that allows me to, I I love animals and I'm allowed to give animals my love without having to shut that part of my brain down. Like, okay, yes, I eat meat, but you know, I'm still allowed to love animals. It's like, can you really? I don't think you can. Like if you're willing to, you know, side with that kind of shit, side with um, the slaughter of animals because you're hungry, but then you say, no, I love my dog. I love my dog. My dog's awesome. It's like, well, do you really love your dog? Because you know, I'm sure if all the animals in the world had a general meeting and they were like, all right, guys, um, these humans are committing genocide of, you know, four or five different races of animals, what are we going to do about it? The dogs would be like on board with the fucking animals and be like, let's fuck these cunts up. Like, that's not appropriate. It's the same shit. I mean, it's a wild, um, it's a wild analogy but it's the same shit like it's not appropriate at all and we shouldn't be fucking doing it (sighs) um anyway to finish on a lighter note i'm going to go into what i did today and then i'll peace out um why did what happened is detecting feedback monitor on no feedback protection let's hear you performance and record each okay i don't know what's going on there i don't even know if that recorded what was happening anyway um what was i talking about yeah so today i just to try and finish on a lot and and then i'll continue this shit next week um yeah went went for a swim this morning it was really good had a sauna afterwards sweated out it was beautiful then went and got a coffee at zenden stood in the sun for a bit it was beautiful came home washed my car wonderful um and then I'm gonna do. I'm I don't I'm undecided. I don't really want to do any strength work tonight. I can't be bothered. Like I had a big sesh, a big weekend on the legs, um, and tomorrow I've got a three and a half hour ride. So I'm I'm either gonna do a minimum effective dose session, which means like get in, get out, twenty minutes, or hit some yoga and an ice bath. And I because the ice bath's up and running, ladies and gentlemen. And I think I'm gonna hit an ice bath and some yoga because one, I could probably bring my GoPro in the ice bath and have a bit of fun with it, and two. I don't really want to do strength. Um, I don't know. I'm just not pubbed for it today. My legs are fatigued and I want to have them for tomorrow because I'm going to probably go for some climbs again. Shocker. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to go for some climbs tomorrow. So we'll see. We'll see how we go. Um, yeah. Anyway, 
you know, hopefully, hopefully some of this information was useful. Hopefully you enjoyed hearing my story. Um, I know there was a, like, I know I went on a bit of a few rants and whatnot, but I'll come back next time with a more level-headed approach and I'll give you some facts from these fact booklets that will actually, you know, benefit. Um, That way you you have some knowledge to take away from it and not just me ranting uh, solo to the mic, you know. It'd probably be beneficial if I got someone who wasn't vegan on and we spoke about it, hey. Anyway, that's food for thought. Um, Have a fucking ripper day. Get out there. Get in the sun, mate. Get in the fucking sun. I don't know if I mentioned this in the last one, but my whoop's been asking me recovery questions. Um, Apologies if I've already spoken about this in this episode. Recovery questions about how many hours of sun, how many times I've, how many hours I've spent outside during the day. And it's been like six or more hours a week, every day, all week, which is fucking awesome. I love that getting out there in the sunshine my vitamin d levels must be through the fucking roof which is probably why the vaccine didn't have any impact on me because i'm fucking bulletproof yo um yeah get out there get it done enjoy the fucking sun you know have a fucking ripper day towing in the line episode 18 oh, it's gonna be out tonight yeah fucking oath. Whoop, 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 whoop. peace out my squad